Welcome back, friends. This is episode number six of Your Story Speaks with Kim Spence. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. And as we are on this journey of our podcast adventure, you know, I mentioned a while back that story creates a bond around Mama's table or on a mission trip bus. Story unites us around a campfire under a starlit sky or in the backyard around a fire pit. We dream, we laugh, we cry, and we journey together with story. Chronicler, spinner of yarns, narrator, those are all ways that a good storyteller weaves your heart into the moment. I want to bring you into the experience and cross the bridge from the earthly experience to the spiritual discovery My story grew from years of interviews on a live radio talk show. Actually, I I like to say it started even in a kindergarten classroom when I had a really creative teacher who decided to have us all drink some pop. It was probably, you know, Sprite or something like that. And um, yes, Sprite or Coca-Cola Company, I'm totally open to a sponsorship. (laughs) No, but I was thinking about her when she had us drink some sips and talk about the bubbles and describe in our five-year-old minds, totally unfettered and totally creative, and we wrote our own stories. And those are stories that have walked with me to this day. And so when I got on radio and began hosting a show. It was one of those things that I fell in love with hearing other people's stories as well. That's part of what I do. I'm a ghostwriter and I do book coaching and some various things like that. But podcasting has always been a journey that I was looking forward to. And I mentioned back on another podcast, and I hope that you'll go back. If you haven't listened to any of them before today, please go back and listen to starting number one, because it gives you a chance to get to know me that way. But that began my my love for story too, but on the radio and doing things like that to really get to hear and know other people's stories. It's always been a love of mine. I don't know if any of you have ever watched a guy named Steve Hartman. He does a program called On the Road. It's on uh, CBS uh, National News, and it's usually every Friday um, to end their newscast. And it's phenomenal way to wrap up a week of usually pretty bad, you know, um, heartfelt, usually sad stories through the week, of course. But boy, there's something about the way he tells a story. I love how he weaves his stories together. But I always thought that would be such a great job because that's kind of how I compare what I used to do on the road show, which is on Oasis Network in Oklahoma. But I always loved hearing people's stories. So I would love to hear yours. Please write to me and you can email me, Kim at yourstoryspeaks.com. My website is yourstoryspeaks.com, by the way. Get to know a little more about what I do and who I am. But I would love to share your story. Anytime you write to me, you can give me permission to use your first name only is what I would ever do. And um, I would love to hear from you. But today... I want to talk about, I mentioned the idea of whether you're sitting around Mama's table 
how story unites us and creates a bond. And I used mama instead of grandma because my on my mom's side of the family, my grandparents, I called them mama and papa. And mama lived to be uh, well, like a week shy of 103 years old. So we counted it no matter what. But she was a phenomenal woman, had 12 children. She was about five feet tall and um, was, a, again, just a phenomenal woman. And she would tell some of the best stories. She and my grandpa, my papa, would tell amazing stories around the table. And I always loved of course, certain things that she made, she always, they always had a garden. And so every meal was garden vegetables. And then I have some of my favorite recipes. And I was making chicken enchiladas the other night. And so chicken enchiladas is a recipe that I actually got from my aunt Janelle. It, it's one of those that was kind of our favorite as a family. And so I got her recipe and you know how you do that. You kind of make some tweaks and changes and maybe some of the things that you like best. And as the years go on that you find that you like better or an easier way to put it all together. But that got me thinking about recipes even from Mama and some of my favorite things that she made like banana pudding and her gravy was the absolute best. <laughs> her pie crust was just, you could not compare it to anybody else's. It was just tasty, delicious, the best. And there's a story that I have loved through the years that talks about why we do the things we do and how we get into this um, this place in life where sometimes we're just doing things out of habit. You know, why are, why are we do this? Well, this story is, illustrates that so well. So there's a family recipe that was passed down in this family, um, and it was a special way to prepare the ham. So they would cook a ham every holiday meal for Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and any other major holiday or birthday. So the ham was prepared with, um, they like to cook it with pineapple and special honey and brown sugar and all these wonderful ingredients. And they would cut off the front end and the back end of the ham. And one time this, um, a gentleman who was married to the woman who was now, it was kind of her job now after three or four generations to uh, prepare this ham he said, honey, why do you cut off the ends of both ends of the ham? Why don't you leave it on? Um, and she said, well, that's how the recipe goes. You have to cut off each end of the ham when you prepare it. And, you know, she's making this dish. She kind of got to thinking, you know, I don't really have a reason. I don't really know why we do it that way. So she called her mom and said, Mama, why do we cut the ends of the ham off each time we prepare the ham? Because there would be, you know, a little more ham for everybody to eat if we were to leave it on there. And her mom said, well, honey, that's just the way we've done it all through the years. I'm not really sure. Let You know, you can call your grandma and see if she has an answer to what makes it taste better because the ends are cut off. So she called her grandmother and her grandmother said, 
uh, when she said, now, Meemaw, I don't understand why we're cutting the ends of the ham off. My husband asked me, and I, I thought, I know you have a really good reason. And she said, oh, well, honey, the reason I ever started doing that was because the pan was too small to fit the ham in. <laughs> so here they've been doing this for generations, and it started with something that was had nothing to do with the other. What that story reminds us is that sometimes change is good. Sometimes there are moments where, yes, it may have always been done this way, but sometimes it's time for a change. And whether we understand the reason why we've been doing something or not, that sometimes it's okay to just make a change. You know, I think about times in my life when I have decided, okay, I'm going to step out and I'm going to do something completely different. Uh, This is one of those examples, of course, but also when I was looking at getting back into um, like a regular rhythm of work. So I'd been a stay-at-home mom and loved every minute of it and had some great times doing that. But as my son was getting older, I realized I was not meant, at least in my knower, to feel like I was going to be staying home all the time. Or you know what I mean when I say that. It's not just like you stay home, but I was not going to be living that life anymore. And I realized I was ready to do something and step out into something different. And it was time to make a change. And that was really difficult for me. And the reason is, is because I mentioned before that I had been on radio, had hosted a talk show called The Road Show, which is on Oasis Network Radio. And they have a podcast, by the way. I encourage you to uh, head over to Oasis Network Podcast and subscribe to that, follow that podcast. They have great guests on there and great interviews. But anyway, back to the change. And at that time in my life, when I was on radio, you know, we had a natural following of people because we, we broadcast to several states and had a great group of listeners, some amazing people that were a part of our ministry there and um, that are still, of course. But I had had my son. I had been at a stay-at-home mom, which meant that I was in the school system a lot. I was doing a lot of subbing and being involved in that area. And I really had this desire for a change, but the change was I wanted to start connecting in a way with some other women that I couldn't quite figure out what it was going to be called or what it looked like. And so I would, I would meet for lunch with some, a couple of my friends. I would say, you know what? I, I wish we had a women's group that could meet and where we could have like a a speaker and just kind of get to know each other and not networking though, because I don't know about you, but I could not stand networking groups. And I apologize for those of you who have one or love it. It's not me. I know it has to be done. It's a necessary evil, so to speak. It's not evil. It's just really something I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy the natural way of what 
some networking groups do, which is, you know, pass your card out and specifically talk about your 30 second elevator speech about what you do, blah, blah, blah. This is not me. And so I'm sitting in a men's luncheon one day, um, ironically enough, and a men's luncheon is where the idea came for what I envisioned for the women's group. And the earthly part of that was this was great. These men were, they had been in a group for some of them, like 20, 30 years had been meeting. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what I see and what I envision for women. So I decided to start a group that we meet in Tulsa. It's called Tulsa Women's Fellowship. But we meet monthly. We have a luncheon. We have an inspirational speaker. And here's the part of that, though, for me, that was the change. It was so difficult to even start it because I thought nobody knows who I am. I'm going to get on here and say, hey, I'm inviting you to a luncheon. This is going to be just phenomenal. And you're going to want to come hear our speaker. And we're going to meet at this place and, and, you know, charge you this much for lunch and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, usually when you are going to go to something like that, you go not only for the speaker, but but you are following whoever it is that's in charge of that. So you kind of follow that person and you're going to go because of the credibility of that person. Well, at that point in time, you know, I didn't feel like anybody really knew me. I felt like I was incognito and I thought I do not know how to do this. But I took a deep breath and said, okay, God, I believe you have planted this seed of a dream inside of me. And so here we go. And we had the first one and then it grew from there. We made it through COVID. Um, We made it through doing some Zooms and not having meetings and some really tough times, but we started back and Man, it is phenomenal. And I tell you what, it's like a, I had a friend describe it like a love fest. She said it is where everybody gets together and loves on each other in the way of support for all the individual businesses. We have women who from all walks of life of that are leaders, mostly in business or nonprofit, either ownership or leaders. And it's phenomenal. I started with that one seed of a dream. And that time, it was a huge change out of my normal way of living. So my friend, I bring it back around to you. I encourage you today that that dream inside of your heart, that moment that you want to step out, but it's so scary to do so, do it. Do it now. Start it. It's not going to look today like it did yesterday or Five years ago, when I started this, it was a few years back. We were meeting at a rundown hotel (laughs) with ugly tablecloths, terrible lunch. And I can say that now because they're closed. That tells you where they were even then. Yucky food. Just, it wasn't a great location. Wasn't a great location. Let me emphasize, was not a great location. And yet here we are. We meet in a wonderful place, have great food, have great fellowship and time together. And it has morphed into the meeting of the dream that was inside of me all those years ago. So 
Start now. It's not going to look like what it will in a year from now, even, my friend. Here's something I want to, as we end today's program. Thanks for joining me, by the way. I asked for strength, and God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked for wisdom, and God gave me problems to solve. I asked for courage, and God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for patience, and God placed me in situations where I was forced to wait. I asked for love, and God gave me troubled people to help. I asked for favors, and God gave me opportunities. I asked for everything so I could enjoy life. He gave me life so I could enjoy everything. I received nothing I wanted. I received everything I needed. Trust in God. And that's a wrap, my friends. I'll be back soon.